It's been six months. I, I, I can't really connect with anyone anymore. I'm not happy. I've been crying a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool, man. So, uh, welcome to Video Games for Monkeys. Uh, this is, uh, is going to be an awesome episode. I'm with, um, who are you? Meat Man. Alright, we're with Meat Man. So, uh, we got some exciting news. A lot of things, really exciting things happened this week. Um, Rambo was announced for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, you ever play Rambo? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I played, he had a shotgun, and he shoots Chinese people Yeah, as his final smash. I think that's <laughs> yeah. that's what Rambo does, right? He grabs the smash ball, and then you know how, like, Snake, you would be in the helicopter shooting your, like, grenade launcher? Well, now mm. instead, you're just shooting Chinese people. You're not even shooting the other fighters, you're just shooting Chinese people. Yeah. It's like really, I don't, I don't know what Sakurai was thinking. I'm surprised they got away with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the game's rated E for everyone. I'm just really surprised, man. I mean, there was like blood and everything, but, uh, yeah, actually, I'm getting, I'm getting a call. Stupid ass oh, monkey is oh. in Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay, we got that wrong. Uh, Rambo's actually in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh. Oh well. That's fine, I guess. No. Oh, okay. In other in other news, we have Doom Guy has always been Doom Guy. Now I didn't I didn't send you a picture of why this is on here, but there was like a tweet that uh, John Romero made, the like one of the original creators of Doom, and he was just like, "It's not Doom Slayer." It's not any other stupid names these companies are making up. It's Doom Guy. It's always been Doom Guy. I don't understand that because as as far as I remember, his name has always been the Doomer. Yes. He, his name has always been the the twenty year old Doomer. So I don't I don't know where they're getting Doom Guy. Yeah, from. I don't know either. I mean, it's always been the Doomer or Shotgun Guy. <laughs> it's always been Gunman to me. Yeah, it's always been Gunman. When I would load the game on MS-DOS, it didn't even say Doom, it said Gunman. When I booted it up, it was really fun. Doom is kind of a really gloom name. I don't like it. They should have called it Gloom. Yo. What if... Yeah, someone should make a Doom wad called Gloom, and all you do is shoot... Where you only shoot Glooms. shoot Glooms from Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. I always thought... Gloom's design is really funny. He's just drooling. It's just drooling. Uh, we got a Dragon Quest phone game. This is, uh, I think it's been out in Japan, but I think it's getting localized for America. How do we feel about the newfound, I guess, prestige and phone games? They're getting a lot of money and they're getting bigger and, and and batter um i'm really upset honestly i like i hate like i don't even have any games on my phone like i'm not even kidding like like i like i used to have a super nintendo emulator on my like old phone 
where I would just play Dr. Mario because I, I wanted to play Dr. Mario sometimes on the go. I I still have a like a Game Boy emulator on my phone oh, legally, so I could play. Yeah, also legally. My copy of Dr. Mario is sitting right right on my lap as we speak. My my copy of Emerald of Pokemon Emerald and Mario's Picross is in in my fridge over there. So I I that's what I've been replaying usually when I use a of my very legal emulator. That's a good idea to keep it in your fridge, but I would recommend it like say it's like a Nintendo 64 cartridge, I'd really recommend putting them in your freezer. It keeps them fresher longer. I see I wasn't sure about that because I didn't I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure if the I don't I don't have anything funny to say. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, cut that I out. Mean, no, cut, better cut that cut out. out. Um, so I mean, in terms of like, like just phone games in general, like the biggest one that like exploded like in the last like three weeks is a like, Genshin Impact. I'm sure you've seen YouTube ads for it. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I I'm aware of that trend. But I know that's only because the the um population of of pedophiles has skyrocketed in recent yes years. yeah so and also like i like watch gameplay for it and it literally just looks like a really terrible version of breath of the wild that's i've also heard that comparison like it's like um, like the overworld is almost like it looks exactly the same but like there's even more nothing because like breath of the wild what makes it so fun is like you have all this land to just explore, but there is so much shit to find. And then, like, I, I was, like, watching, like, a gameplay of this, like, probably this Chinese guy playing. And I, like, sped up the footage by, like, like two times. And, like, he did nothing for, like, a ten minutes, basically. Was it just straight walking? He was basically just walking around. Maybe he'd kill, like, an enemy, like, a grunt enemy that would die in, like, one hit. I was like, what is this game? It's terrible. I was like, I've heard people putting awesome. like $200 in this game. What are you doing? Does it even have like a gotcha feature or is it just like buying skins? Yeah, no, it's like to get a new character, you have to like spend actual money. That's so cool. Yeah, dude. I, I'm playing Breath of the Wild and I just want to play as Link 2. So I spend $200 <laughs> until I roll Link 2 and then... The difference between him and Link is that Link too can actually punch horses, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just pissed about mobile games because like, you know, at least like I I mean I used to shit on Angry Birds, but I gotta give Angry Birds some credit because it's like an actual game. Yeah. And, like Doodle Jump. It it takes, it t- it takes advantage of its medium like pretty pretty yeah, well it, to pretty much the full extent. That's that's what I'm saying because like. Because, like, all the older mobile games, like, you had, like, actual game developers going in and be like, okay, well, how can we make a touch-based game, like, actually good? And they did it. I wouldn't say, that like, they're the best games ever made, or I would ever go back and play them. But, like, you know, at least there there was some thought put into them. Like, now it's just like, um, well, I think... We should make a game that is shallow gameplay, but like the characters are really cute, and you gotta pay money to get them. I don't think, personally, I don't think, I don't think 
mobile games should go any farther than they have. Any farther, even though farther in this case just means lower, just sinking into a sinkhole of just pure shit. But like, people are, it seems like developers are trying to make these full games to fit on a phone screen that you have to use touch controls to, to use. And I don't know, it's just a terrible experience to me. Society in general might just disagree. It's with like me. the worst is like they they make a game on mobile and it's like well how do i control it oh i have a virtual joystick that feels like shit and then i have buttons that sometimes don't work and the screen economy is is something you also have to yeah exactly with. Like you can't see what the hell you're doing like if you have like a kind of like a smaller phone like you might as well just not even try like it's just like you'll have a better time it's just a neutered a neutered experience yeah for just playing games yeah and then like if you want to have like a controller on your phone then you're just gonna look like a dumbass yeah i've, wa- I've walked into places seeing people with their ipad set up and then they have their their gaming headphones their cans on their head yeah. and a controller hooked up to it playing they Fortnite. put on their buckets for the surround sound and mm-hmm. but like it just leaks out and just everyone hears everything and they're playing like Nar the naruto fighter this actually happened there was like a kid who like had earphones on and he was playing some naruto game and it was and his headphones were unplugged from his computer and everyone could hear it and no one said anything and like i was just like whatever and i just put my headphones on and went to sleep (laughs) on a beanbag chair it was just so funny to me. But um I just want like the Game Boy to be cool again, you know? Yeah. I want Logan Paul to buy a Game Boy. So that uh that'll be popular again. Did you hear that uh Logan Paul bought like a base set booster box of uh Pokemon cards? I don't know. And it, like, made the Pokemon card game extremely popular now. Yeah, it's blowing up. Okay. It's, like, totally blew the fuck up. Like, um, Evolutions was, like, the base set remake set that came out, like, uh, it was about four or five years ago. I think four, four or three years ago, actually. Before this whole Logan Paul thing... I shit you not, an Evolution's booster pack was probably, um, like, 10 cents. Because there's, like, nothing of competitive value in those packs. For those listening, I play the Pokemon card game competitively. And the only good cards in Evolution's booster pack are cards that already exist in other, like, sets. So, like, it's literally a useless set. Like, you open it, and you just lose money if you were to decide to go buy it, a booster pack at, like, the store. But, like, ever since the Logan Paul thing happened, I've heard that, like, people are, like, buying Evolution's booster boxes for, like, triple, quadruple their value. Like, like I heard of someone selling them before this whole thing happened for, like, $60 each, like, a booster box of Evolution's. And now they're selling for like three hundred to five hundred, which is just ridiculous. I wonder if Logan Paul engineered the whole thing. I wonder Probably if his, he told his friends to buy. I wonder if he told his friends to buy a ton of uh, of those booster packs and then or booster boxes, and then he bought one himself, recorded it, and now 
Look at the value. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, the the good thing about that, like, happening, like, for real, is, like, it... I mean, it brings attention to Pokemon trading card game. And I guess with, like, you know, since I imagine Logan Paul's audience is younger, younger audiences won't be like, oh, Pokemon's not gay anymore. I can like Pokemon and not be gay. Yeah, that should help. That should help kids who already did like Pokemon and were maybe uh, outcast for it. I don't know if that happens today. I don't know if that happens these days, but, like... Uh, you'd be you'd be surprised with like younger kids. Yeah, it's like my my little cousins. I've heard that like uh, from them that like Pokemon's kind of like not cool because like the big YouTubers and streamers like don't really play Pokemon. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's like basically whoever like the big YouTuber like whatever the big YouTubers or streamers are playing like that's like what's cool. Yeah, it's just dumb. And uh, Logan Paul. He, yeah, this is real, by the way. He punched a window out, and then he had to go to the hospital to get his hand repaired. He did it as a joke because someone sent him a, a Pikachu Illustrator card, which there's only like 39 of those in existence, but it was obviously fake. And he was like, as a joke for like a video, he got super mad and punched out a window. And then he went, and then he went, then he went to the hospital. <laughs> Is this like a trend now? Uh, yeah, uh, according to NPR, uh, fifteen children have been hospitalized because they have punched out their windows because they also <laughs> got fake Pikachu Illustrator cards. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, drop uh, share their GoFundMe's to get their hands repaired and to possibly buy a Pikachu Illustrator card. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the next topic. We got, uh, can you guess the video game character from this color block? And this is an article coming at you from Creative Block. So, uh, what's the first, uh, what's the first color you, you got? Uh, I, I don't know. I can't see it. Uh, okay. Um, well, it's green. So who do you think it is? Um, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards uh rayquaza that's wrong it's actually luigi wait what yeah i mean he's green all right so our next topic is uh aoc reportedly wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you want me to say did you want me to say something else no that was funny when, when i i mean like when you asked me what color do i got was i supposed to say a color <laughs> No. I don't understand the bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were reading it from an article. <laughs> no, I'm not reading the article. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I literally told you that I was... I just thought the title was funny, and I thought we should just make a joke about, like, a solid... Because I think the blocks in the article had multiple colors. Well, yeah, obviously. But, like, I think it would be funny to just have a solid block of one color... And then just be like, yeah, that's Luigi. Let's move on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep all of that in. So now okay, we're going to talk about uh, AOC played uh, a video game to promote killings and mass shootings. Now, this, this is an article coming from Kotaku. So from what I understand, 
AOC played uh, in the Counter Strike Global Offensive uh, Champions Online Championships, and she killed every player. So there are there are GoFundmes set up, there are charities set up for all the players that died in that championship to help out their families in in this horrible time, and to you know continue protecting against the menace that is. The murderous, rampagey menace that is AOC. Yeah. Um, and her and her deagle. Yeah, she, dude, her deagle headshots were so dope, though. They were pretty dope. Yeah, but I mean, uh, unfortunately, the people that died, uh, they're not gonna respawn. So, uh, let's drop F's in the chat. They actually just announced that is that dead gamers. They don't actually respawn, so yeah. They patched it out. They patched out respawning. They thought it was too easy. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was essentially a nerf. It was um to discourage camping. I think was their exact words. I mean, the if you want to get rid of camping, then you just get rid of respawning. As simple as that, and that's you know AOC took makes advantage sense. of that this patch. Um, yeah, maybe the devs will address this in the next one. Let's see. We got a, uh, what's it like to meet a friend, you know, only from video games? Now, this is coming from the Atlantic. What was, what is your experience? Because I haven't really talked, I haven't met any people online. So I've met, I've met plenty of people through only video games. Um, usually what ends up happening is, you know, we talk about, we talk about, we connect over games. We have a lot of fun playing games together and that's really cool. Um, Eventually, they start sending me, like, you know, maybe they'll gift me a game every once in a while. Um, and that's really nice. And so you can build, like, really interesting friendships that way. Um, eventually, they start sending me, like, you know, like, bras and panties and, and garter belts and stuff like that. And, you know, they just, like, you know, just, like, put it on as a joke, take a picture, send it. And, you know, I, it's funny. It's funny. So I, I do it. Then it's something about, like, you know... Send me three hundred dollars, or I'll send these pictures to your parents, or whatever. Um, then it usually it kind of fizzles out after that. I don't know. They don't. They just kind of stop talking to me after a while. I don't know why. But mostly, I'd say it's. I'd say it's worth it. I th- I've met some great people through some great games like Crusader Kings Three. This is what, where it mostly happens in these kinds of games. But um, well, I mean that sounds pretty cool. I don't know if it's a universal experience. I don't, but you know, it's it's been mostly positive for me. I don't have internet, so I don't know. I can just go to the library and steal their internet. <laughs> I've been kicked. I've been kicked out of the library multiple times for playing Half Life Two Deathmatch and just popping the fuck off when I get a gravity gun kill because I shot a toilet at someone and just crush their skull. And they'd say, we're calling the cops. Get out of here. See, when that when that happens to me, I usually just all tap to solitaire and have just as much fun. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I just act as if nothing happened. And then I just start screaming again because I want solitaire. Yeah, and then, like, you know how the cards, like, start bouncing all over the screen? Flow oh, the I go apeshit. I go apeshit when they start bouncing. I literally go monkey mode. But they can't throw me out because I'm just playing solitaire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Solitaire, they're 
when you're playing solitaire, you you have like the state protection. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. No one can touch you. You're not allowed to get touched. That's why, like, you, the moment you turn solitaire off, I mean, the cops can then arrest you. But like, the the trick is that you just you just take the computer with you out of the library and you just keep playing solitaire until you get home. They can't charge you. They can't charge you now. Because you're under state protection while you're playing solitaire at all times. Uh, Alright. So here's like the first actual news. <laughs> this is like the first actual news. <laughs> Fire Emblem. The first Fire Emblem game finally got localized. And it's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. And you heard that right. It's a localization. It's not a remake or anything. It's literally just the NES version of the game. It's just English now. And they added full voice acting and uh, dating sim elements. Yo, yes. You can Just like in Awakening, you can get married to your daughter. Yeah. Real talk, I... Th- I I th- I think it's cool that like they did this. Yeah, I mean it makes sense that they did it because Fire Emblem is just it just blew up after Awakening so hard that yeah you saw that I'm sure you saw the sales that Three Houses made just it, it makes sense that they ga- uh, they would assume gamers quote unquote would want to you know explore the origins of the of the series and their earlier games. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's good, but like people are now talking about how like they think Mother Three, it's possible it'll get a localization, and like, here's my thing about like recent localizations of games just in general. Uh, something that really bothers me is that it's obviously a business decision as to why they do this shit, but like it's they don't stay faithful to like the original script. Like, I'm sure you saw some things with, um, like, Fire Emblem, the Fire Emblem, the last 3DS game. Fates. Fates. Fates, yeah, Fates. That was the big bad one. Um, I, like, literally saw, like, there was, like, a scene, like, like, a scene where, like, in the original Japanese, like, script, it was just, like, it was actually, like, a, a real, like, a actual dialogue exchange between characters, and it's, like, pretty important towards, like, their relationship, like status or whatever but then like in the american localization i guess there was like too too many heavy hitting topics in there or something or like it just wasn't appropriate or whatever so like all they did was just make noises hey is this the one between the dog guy and daughter something like that like it was like supposed to actually be an important scene or something yeah because i know the base i played fates and i know the basis of those scenes uh you the, the ones that i saw translated and compared to the um, official translation was that those were scenes between parents who had been visiting their children in the in the different dimension games plot is kind of stupid um, in a different dimension where they were where time is 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 not the same as in the other dimension so they grow up faster and then that's how you explain how you can recruit them as child soldiers later and anyway those scenes were supposed to be between like the heartbreaking scenes between their the the parents and the and the child and how like they just grew up without them and whatever and it's supposed to be like sad obviously but they just make noises instead in the official 
in the official localization. It's honestly just like it's it's just bad. Like you know, like 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 we this is like a topic that's been going on forever. Like it's it's bad that like this shit still happens. Like I thought this was you know this was like said and done in like the eighties and nineties, but no, it's apparently still still happening and it's really annoying and like i love mother 3 it's legit my favorite video game ever made and i think it would be cool if it got localized because that means people who don't know how to legally obtain copies of mother 3 and play it on an emulator with the translation patch uh you know they would be able to play it and, and experience it and enjoy it but i think a lot of shit would get gutted from it but also, I think people who are stupid would get upset with the Mad Gypsies of Mother 3. Because mm. I, I would think that people would find them offensive in some way. They're one of the best parts of the game. Yeah, I, like, honestly, they're great characters. <laughs> like, they're, they're very, they're very funny. They're... I think I think they're interesting, like in the lore and everything like that. So, I mean, the opposite thing could happen, and they could become like sort of a niche icon. I mean, that's that would be the best case scenario. But I, I have a feeling there, pe- there, you know, there are just people who love to like be a victim and just make everything out to be terrible. If I remember correctly, the, there was nothing really anything offensive about them, even if you tried to. Like, connect them to trans people or gay people. Yeah, that's the thing, though. They don't do anything wrong. Like, people just... Exactly, yeah, they don't do anything wrong. I don't know. I I remember seeing people talking about that, where they're like, eh, the Mad Gypsies are kind of offensive. But I don't know if that's exactly true. They're just... They're just mythical creatures. Yeah, basically, yeah. I think that's what makes them cool. What I will say in defense of localizations is that something i did notice in three houses is that the writing was a lot better and it's also understandable that there's a difference there's a difference between straight translation and trans and transliteration which is what the treehouse does it's not just rewriting what the japanese writers wrote but in english it's taking what they wrote and making it appealing to english speaking in this case mostly american audiences and they fail they fail a lot. They fail horribly, but yeah, you have to be like really good. You have to be a good writer to actually do that right. Yeah, like a good example is like like this is like a rare case where like you call it what transliteration. Yeah, trans- Let me make sure I'm actually it's actually the right and- word. Fuck! <laughs> it just falls on the floor. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get up. <laughs> okay, I had to get up from the floor because I just fell and hit my head on the corner of the table. Completely. Owie. I'm not Good. seeing very well either. Um, trans. Yeah, it's. Never mind. I use the I used the wrong word. That's the wrong word. <laughs> cut that out. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, we're not gonna cut it out. But well, I know what you're saying. One of the rare cases where like the english translation is better than the japanese original script is final fantasy 6 uh ted woolsey when he did the original 
translation for the game back when it was first getting localized as Final Fantasy three here in the States. I, you know, with, if you, there's like someone who made like an uncensored Ted Woolsey translation of the game, which is like, that's like the best way to like play the game where like, you know, the, like the alcohol references are like, cause like in the original game, the alcohol references were like, I'm drinking apple cider, baby. But like now it's like actually alcohol. Like they actually touch on like the dark themes without like using cover up language or anything like that. And, like, his translation is just so much better because, like, like one scene that's just, like, really good in that game is, like, there's a scene between two characters where, like, um, this, this, uh, Celis and Locke, and Celis is about to, like, go do, like, a opera performance, and Locke comes in because, uh, she was looking for, like, a bow to put in her hair, to put her hair back. And Locke has his dead girlfriend's hair bow, and he puts it on Celis. And, like, in the original Japanese script, like, Celis is just like, do I, like, remind you of her? And Locke just is like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, just totally mood breaker, and just, like, leaves the room. <laughs> But, but like, in the Ted's Woolsey translation, like, she just goes, you know, do I remind you of her at all? And he just, and all he does is just, he just pauses and he just goes, I think that bow looks good on your hair. And then he, like, leaves the room. Yeah, it is a lot better. Yeah, like, like, there, like, it is just, he just did a better Mm -hmm. job with, with, like, the translation. So it's just like. And that's the kind of, that's exactly the kind of translation we would want and in a translated in a localized game is something that takes a japanese script because it's not like japanese writers are perfect writers it's really the case just with just with american writers it takes the japanese scripts and, and improves upon it but that's obviously really hard to do um in any case because of how subjected it is subjective it is i mean i think it's usually just like it is just safer to literally translate everything and then try to provide context. Like, say, there's, like, cultural context needed. I mean, if you have someone who is a good translator and also a good writer, then, like, you know, obviously you want them to try to improve the script if possible. Yeah. Better writing. More subtlety. Obviously, one of, one, of the, one of the easier things that translators have to deal with is cultural references that Americans wouldn't understand or Japanese puns that don't translate perfectly. But, yeah. Again, I will admit that recent translations have been a bit better, but it, it varies. It varies with every game. It it it, yeah, it really varies, but I, I would say that like for the most part, it's it's obviously improved since like the nineties. <laughs> but like, but like, there's still like just those cases where it's like, why, why they butcher yeah. this? All right, well, moving on, we got uh, you think your favorite video game is hard. Try speedrunning it. And this this is brought to you by NPR. Um, I don't even think... Did we have a joke for this? I think we were going to say something like... Like joke about how speedrunning is like this new concept that NPR just discovered. But I didn't actually think of anything concrete. Okay. Um, 
Coronavirus may just sink the world's video game museums. This is coming from the Washington Post. Apparently, video game museums exist. Yeah, I don't... I don't understand why you would go to a video game museum. It's You just, just play the video games. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go pay to look at video games. Video games are already free. Every video game is free. Legally. If... Yeah, if you legally do it, then yeah, every video game is free, legally. But yeah, don't go to a video game museum, even though they're all closed now due due to COVID-19. Play Castlevania on your computer legally, and you'll be fine. It's a much better way to support the arts. Exactly. Alright, we got, uh... This is, this is the big, this is the big whale of the episode... <laughs> Uh, I found this literally like an, a few hours before recording and it's got to be like the worst take I've ever seen in my entire life. So let's look at this guy's profile on Twitter. This is, this is coming from Twitter. Alex Hutchinson. He is a creative director at Google Stadia! Exclamation point. So for those of you who don't know what the Google Stadia is, because I'm sure there are probably people listening who don't even know what that is, and, you know, that, you know, obviously, because it's just, it's terrible, it's basically a streaming service for video games. It's a cloud streaming service, which, which some, some, there have been things that are similar have been done in the past, and, you know, they're out of business now because it's just not a viable way to deliver video games to people. Now... I, I will say, I've never I've never been interested in Google Stadia. Okay, that's that's good because no one <laughs> should be interested in it. But the reason why we're bringing this guy up is he made probably the best like worst tweet I've ever seen in my life. So it's it started off with tweet number one, then we got tweet number two, which is an immediate reply. So. We got streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music that they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well, which is stupid because you do pay for the game. But anyways, it's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. <laughs> oh god, it's just such a bad fucking take. It's like literally Among Us became a phenomenon out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, man. This game was out for like two years and no one gave a shit about it. And then out of nowhere exploded because some YouTubers and streamers started playing it. And it's like, imagine if there was like a, a licensing fee for you to be able to stream Among Us. They would still be a, it, it would still be a two-year-old game that no one gives a shit about. I'd say this is an interesting topic, except no, it fucking isn't. Because why? how are you comparing, first of all, how are you comparing video games streaming video games for people to watch this interactive entertainment for people to watch and not interact with how are you comparing that to music which is passive for every single party involved except for the people making the music 
you can't you can't replace playing video games with watching some some guy play them on 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 Twitch or YouTube. Now I made a really good uh <laughs> I made a really good uh, reply tweet. I can't find it, but it went along the lines of I only ever watch video games. I don't play them. I will never play a video game. I've stolen so much money from the video game industry by not playing video games and only watching them. It's the direct equivalent of having an emulator and being some kind of criminal and downloading a ROM of Mario's Picross. It's it's insane and it's 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 psychotic. I don't understand why anyone would do that. I don't understand how anyone would have the stomach to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the saying where, like, sitting in the passenger seat of a car is not the same as driving a car. I mean, that's literally what how you, you look at video game streaming. It's just not... You can't... Like, I've watched people play Among Us once just to see what the game was like. It's not like, oh my god... This game looks so fun. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> watching it. It's the same experience. It's like, it's like literally you fucking buy the game because it like oh it looks fun. So now let me play it to experience the ultimate fun. Like that's like how it's supposed to work. It's like the only video games shit that like people would sometimes prefer to watch rather than play is like high level competitive like like esports. But yeah, and then that's just esports. Yeah, that's the esports. That's like yeah, that's a completely different topic. But you know what I mean? Like that's like that people are watching something they can't experience because they're not either they're not good or they can't find people that are yeah. that good. You know what I mean? So they watch it to like try to like kind of experience it themselves. But they're still not getting the same experience. I mean, it's not like you know I watch you know my dad watches football on TV. You know, immediately he's just like, oh, I'm a football player now. And he runs into the TV and I haven't seen him for 10 years. It, 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 it's insane of him to claim that watching a video game, the whole point of, buy, of buying a game is to play the game. So it's absolutely uh, delusional to, to claim that watching someone else play a game is the same as playing a game. Exactly. I think he's schizophrenic. I think he's off his meds. I don't think he made this in, in, sound, in a sound state of mind. He's definitely off his meds. He also is a creative director at Google Stadia, so that's uh That's a diagnosis right there. Yeah, that's basically that's the diagnosis hook and sinker. He's got some good replies on this too. Uh someone goes, uh uh, you know, wait a minute, dude. Are we talking about a special license or just buying the game? This is this is a guy uh asking him a question. Uh, paying your game, paying your game helps devs. Paying for the game—I don't think this guy speaks English as his first language—but paying for the game helps devs, and so does streaming. Uh, it has been essential to lots of smaller game studios to be visible in an otherwise ocean of releases. And then Alex Hutchinson, the god, he replies most of the time: playing the game just helps the streamer. <laughs> People tune in to watch their quote-unquote show which is built on content they didn't pay for if their show requires game content then a percentage of their revenue should go to the game they used oh man dude this this is out of like everything he said 
here, this is easily the worst take imaginable. He's saying that the game makes the streamer popular. Like, yes, Moist <laughs> Critical, uh, well-acclaimed YouTuber and now Twitch streamer, he, he struggled for 13 years to get any kind of popularity. So what he did, in a last-ditch effort before he decided he was going to drive his car off a cliff, he, he saw this weird mobile game that no one was playing. It, it was called Among Us. And he was like, i got to stream this. It'll help boost my viewer, my viewer base <laughs> from two viewers to a million. And just like that, in an hour, he became a millionaire. Among Us made him a millionaire. Just like that. It, it's true. I want to say that Alex Hug and Kiss... He spark- I want to say that he at least sparked an interesting debate, but all he really did was just out his own dementia. <laughs> he sparked an interesting debate on how to how to instantly lose an argument. He sparked an interesting debate on what what kind how how, how disabled should someone be before they're allowed to not be on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's. I, dude, I hate when people have a blue check mark and then they only have like six thousand followers. Like you're not important. Just stop. It's a fucking blue check mark. He's only got like six thousand followers. What is his deal? Um, there's another one that's great. Uh, yeah. Well, here's a reply that's kind of the same thing. I would look closely to see if it's the game making the stream successful and not vice vice versa. People like watching certain games and certain streamers. They both have value, which that's just a really weirdly worded tweet because he literally just goes, the game is making the stream successful, which this is like, for like the biggest streamers on Twitch, they're all variety streamers for the most part. Like that means they play different games yeah. like every day. And, it, and obviously the people watching care about the personality yeah, they watch for the guy because he makes funny. He makes funny joke. Yeah, he makes funny joke. Even though like most of them aren't funny, it just fucking sucks. But um, you know, it's like I can't go do that. Like out of nowhere, just start doing that, and like I'm I'm making the money and everything. Or or if, I mean, I already tried it. Like Legends of Rune Terra, I was like literally top one hundred in that game, and like I couldn't get any viewers, because like if if people really did just like watching the game. Well, they would have eventually clicked on my stream because they would have saw that I was good at the game. And then they would have watched me. But that's, like, just not true. People just don't care. They care about personalities. This is why, like, the entire, like, subscribing model and the donating model is, like, so big. Is because they want to support, like, that guy. Yeah. Or that woman. I mean, I I tried it, too. I I had a promising career start with um, this, this... revolutionary uh streaming streaming basis where it it was the idea it was called minecraft fort wars and we had an amazing first episode it was amazing first session and then the manager just kind of like shipped the guy who was like hosting it he just kind of i don't know what happened to him he just kind of stopped talking to us but that was an incredible first session but we didn't have a time we didn't have any viewers and i'm just I'm, i'm really sad about that so obviously minecraft is yeah, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed <laughs> about that. We put so much work into that. Like literally, we put so much work into doing that shit. It was worth it. Having 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 the Mario Tower is its own reward. 
It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I still have the Minecraft server up, so we. Yeah, if you, if anyone subscribes play. to this, that isn't me and people you know. Yeah, if you are uh, subscribed to the Patreon, you get access to my Minecraft server. It's a good idea. It's just a realm, but maybe one day we could go bigger. All right. Well, that was kind of our last topic because I thought it was really funny because I saw the tweet at work while I was shitting and I laughed really hard in the bathroom. So. I thought it was worth talking about, but wow, we kind of stretched out basically nothing into like 50 minutes worth of content. That's pretty impressive. Thank you, Meat Man. I was about to say, I thought I thought this would be over in 20. Yeah, same. I mean, I literally sent you like, in the Discord, I sent you like basically nothing, and we stretched it out pretty far. It's a good sign. It tells me we should just do this regularly hope, together. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. Uh, mm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening to this episode of Video Games from Monkeys. Uh, you know, this was uh, Meat Man. Meat Man, you have anything you want to say? Any shout outs? Um, yeah. So, any, everyone who's listening, I, I, a little plug I have. Just keep, keep buying meat. I do get all the royalties when you buy meat. So, keep buying meat. I keep keep the industry alive thanks for everything <laughs> all right sounds good all right uh subscribe to the patreon or die <laughs>